This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. And as you can see, I'm in an exotic location tonight. I am on the beach, nearly on the beach, in not in Brighton, in Morocco, Agadir in Morocco. Sorry a bit about the picture quality. Got a bit of fading light. Uh, some people might say that Wolves were on the beach at the weekend, but we're going to talk into that. We're going to get stuck into it. Um, it doesn't matter that I'm away in Morocco. We've got a lot of talking points and we're going to let you down. Extra time's always uh, Sunday night around about this time. And we've got some fantastic guests to get stuck into the show this evening as well. First of all, welcome back onto the show. It's Hoops. How are you doing, mate? Not so bad. Not so bad. How are you, mate? I'm good. And uh, your wolf uh, has turned round this week. Has he? Caught you? Have you had words with him about his contractual situation? Yeah, he's he's in the shot. He's got a nice little beach shirt on as well. And he's actually got some shades on which you might be able to make out. So he's he's getting in the theme of it as well. So um yeah, he's he's pretty chilled out. Absolutely. And as uh, Darren said, even Dave and team, let's get let's start the therapy session. Absolutely. Uh, next up tonight, we do have hey, hello guys <laughs> in the background. They're the Mor- Moroccan people. They're happy people. It's the Brighton Supporters Club in Morocco, Brilliant day, It's the Brighton Supporters Club in Morocco. And I've got some Villa fans to my left as well. Oh. But they're really nice Villa fans. So, as well. <laughs> they're coming on the preview for us for the thingy. Jason, how are you feeling, mate? Absolutely brilliant, Dave. Over the moon. Never felt better. That's what I love to hear. Positivity, Jason. <laughs> and we have an extra special guest uh, tonight because we have Skye's Johnny Phillips, Wolves fan. You know, who's down there covering the game, I think. Were you covering the game at Brighton, Johnny? Yeah, covering it yesterday. And you've also <laughs> covered the Bournemouth game today as well. Brighton today, Bournemouth. Uh, sorry, Brighton yesterday, Bournemouth today. Bit of a South Coast uh, overload. What At least he's in a few goals. 
I got back. I didn't get back too late today because it was nearly a kickoff. It was two o'clock. It kicked off, so I was back. I was back by six. Oh, that's to, actually not. That's actually it was not all right. Bad, it? I had I had to rescue the kids from um, my sister-in-laws and uh, and get them sorted, get them fed and put to bed. So uh, I've only just made it. I've been holding everyone up, I believe. Sorry about that. Don't worry, mate. Well, I'm glad. We, I'm glad we you can made. wait for this. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad you made. Going to be really interesting. Before we get started on the show, Johnny, we've already got over 151 people watching the the show live. Obviously, loads more watch it back on catch up and listen to it on the podcast. Goodbye. Um, Johnny, I just want to talk to you first because we've got a fantastic event that's coming up at the Grand Theatre, haven't we, soon? And this is, it's uh, Sir Jack's History Boys, um, Johnny. And um, what I want to do is talk to you a little bit uh, about that before we get started, if you can tell everyone a little bit more about it. Yeah, so it's um, a 20th anniversary special of that famous day in Cardiff uh, for the 2003 playoff final when we beat Sheffield United. I've reunited the three goal scorers and the man of the match, which is Kenny Miller, Mark Kennedy, Nathan Blake as the goal scorers, and Matt Murray, who got the man of the match. And they're all going to be on stage uh, for this, for a bit of nostalgia. I mean, 20 years, it's gone in a blink of an eye. It doesn't feel like 20 years ago, but there we are. That's what it was like. But it was an incredible day in Cardiff. We've got one or two surprises in store, and it should be a really good night. And it's going to be and at the Grand. Say, yeah, it's going to be at the Grand. As you say, Johnny, you've got uh, you've got the cast is there with yourself, Matt Murray, Mark Kennedy, Nathan Blake, Kenny Miller. Um, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic evening. Um, it is on the the twenty second of May, twenty twenty three. I know there's quite a few tickets that's already been sold, hasn't there, mate? Yeah, so the, most of the stalls have gone and most of the middle tier has gone, but uh, we're working our way up into the top tier now. It's a, it's a great venue. So I think I, don't, I think it's called a dress circle, but I might be wrong. I don't know what the theatre is. the grand is. circle. Is it the grand theatre? Is that what it is? Grand the, circle. Grand, the grand, grand circle. circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever, the, whatever the top tier. There might, you might get a few in the wings down in the stalls down below, but I think most of the stalls in the middle tier has gone. But um, yeah, so get along to that if you can. It's on a Monday night. And um, there's never anything to do on a Monday night. So get along to that. It'd be good fun. Well, Chris Humphrey's here. I know he's just bought two tickets for the show uh, today. I was talking to him earlier. He's coming on next. And guys, what can I say? The link to this is in the description below. Or if you go on Google and you actually type in the, the Sir Jack's History Boys Grand Theatre, you'll find there. Make sure you get on this really, really fast because tickets are fell it, they're selling hotter and faster than Brighton was scoring goals against us yesterday. So you need to, uh, you need to get onto it. Um, Johnny, first of all, before we, um, before we go further on into, uh, and I will remind everyone on the podcast before we end today, do you want to give us your uh, professional opinion on yesterday for the, for, for everyone watching? Yeah, it was, um, it was quite astonishing really, wasn't it? Um, Brighton are good and they were always going to cause us a lot of problems. But um, I didn't expect Wolves to be quite as um, quite as sort of bad as they were. They just didn't turn up. Um, it was one of those days that usually, you can usually bank on everyone, not everyone, but just one or two maybe having a bad day, some having a decent day, some having a middling day. But it was just collectively, they were all really off it. Uh, and it was, it was hard to explain. I suppose, I think the root of the problems were probably in midfield. Um, 
and the defence was a bit overexposed and Diego Costa was a bit isolated up front. But it was a, it was a really strange one. And Brighton are just very, very good at the moment. Um, and having uh, Gro- Pascal Gross and Billy Gilmore in those two slots in the centre midfield. They all, they virtually played 4-2-4 and it just, they just ripped us apart. So it was, um, it was a chastening experience. And I think having spoken to Julian Lopetegui after the match, I think he was a bit baffled by it. He said on more than one occasion that he didn't recognise his team uh, out on the pitch. And you can see why he said that. Um, before I get on to Jason following up, did you, Jackie Oakley... <laughs> Wolves fan. She was brilliant. She was so professional. Uh, she was commentating on the game. Yes, did you have, did you get a chance to speak to Jackie whilst you were there? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little uh, thing about that. She was in the press room before the match, and she was saying that she thought Wolves weren't quite safe yet and could still get dragged into trouble. And I was saying that's absolute nonsense. We're fine. We won't go down. We'll be absolutely fine. And there were a couple of other people. Um, in there as well, sort of, sort of, of that similar vein, saying, "Yeah, walls are fine. We're not going to go down. There's too many bad teams down there." Anyway, within ten minutes of the game, she's on there with, with the fourth goal flying in or whatever it was, saying, "There were one or two people who are suggesting walls might not be in trouble, but this could be uh, this could be a timely reminder that the job's not being done." So I had to laugh. I did sort of talk my way into that, but. Um, she did a great job on commentary, and she always does a, a very professional job. I was over here, and uh, I was thinking, because Jackie was on commentary, how she, as a Wolves fan, and she was so professional. We talked a little bit about that when we did the, the live podcast, about how you kind of, like, compartmentalise it when you're, you're you're a Wolves fan and you're doing the stuff. So I guess it's kind of the same. Jason, you were actually there. You know, you weren't yeah. going to go. Then you got tickets, and then you did go. I bet you were so happy that you went. Yeah, I wish I didn't go. I mean, to be honest, I think it was one of them where if we'd have looked at this picture probably six to seven weeks ago, we would have knew that it was going to give us a tough time. But when you go into the back, uh, you know, on the back of three wins in four games, you do go in with a little bit more expectation. Um, and listen, from the off, I know you said we could have scored early doors, Dave, but even if we'd have scored, I don't think it would have made a difference. I mean, we were just poor, really, really, really poor across the pitch. And I went through the goals just before the show. Um, and I watched them again just, just to remind myself how bad it was. Um, I mean, the first goal, marking was shocking, right? Second goal, Nunes. Did you see Nunes in midfield? He loses possession. Mate, and he, he turns in and then completely lost it. Like, there's this pirouette and just like, then looks around him like he, he doesn't even know where he is. He, Jason, and then, and then he gave it away so many times, Nunes, yesterday. He, he did. And then, not only that, then... Obviously, when it, when it comes to the defence, then it was obviously poor marking on that goal as well. Third goal, obviously, they're difficult to defend against. It was it was a pearl. So, the fourth one, so had a header beat him at the near post. And, and But, I mean, so had already let fall in by half-time, so he wasn't having a good day. Um, the Welbeck effort was the fifth. And the sixth goal, Sara Nunes. I mean, this playing out from the back, when you're 5-0 down, just do it away, just get rid of it. In my opinion, you know, change your style of play. We don't want to concede anymore. We've got no confidence. We've conceded five. And yet, sorry, he's playing the ball to Nunes when he's got two players on him. I mean, what, what, what's he thinking of? Uh, and, and Dave, I'll put this on Twitter today. They've got to get Bentley in now. Daisy ben- uh, Dan- Daniel Bentley, sorry, David Bentley. Daniel Bentley is highly regarded. 
if they can't drop Sar on that display, when's this lad going to get an opportunity? Is he got to wait for Sar to have one of his arms amputated? When? When is he going to physically get an opportunity? Now is the perfect, perfect time to bring him in. Yesterday, I'd have brought him on and kept Sar in goal as well. I'd have had both of them on the pitch. I mean, <laughs> listen, you would. It, you, you can't do any harm at this stage by bringing him in. They've got absolutely nothing to lose. I, I agree with Johnny. I think we're safe. Yesterday was a terrible day. Um, but I, I'd, I'd get I'd get that Dan Bentley in and I'd give him a go. You can't do any worse than that. That was that was really poor on all fronts. The confidence must have been shot out the lot of them, but it was just I'll shocking. Tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what, playing from the back. I tell you what, mate, because Brighton obviously, you know, they they got knocked out of the FA Cup on penalties. You know, heartbreaking for them. They got done by Forest three one in midweek. Although they did have a lot of shots and possession. And the last thing you want to do for this Brighton team is to give them a start and confidence. And we, you know, I, 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 the producer, she said, today is one of them days where I'd park the bus and soak up the pressure because Brighton are going to come at us. But I think Lopetegui went in personally, very attack-minded into that game. You saw right, uh, right uh, at the beginning. And they just cut us apart coming uh, when we uh, lost the ball. But equally, I think there was a few players out there who subconsciously, you know, yeah, we, we are thinking we're safe. And I'm, I'm pretty confident we are safe. And I think subconsciously, a few players have got that in their mindset. Listen, I might be wrong. I'm not flipping. You know, I, I just think it was, um, we, we, we didn't set up right from the off. And I just thought we was very, very, very poor. Hoops, do you want to come in on all of that? Yeah, I mean... To echo that and just to go on the, on the last point, you know, you do question it as a mentality issue because, as we know, you know, we've got a talented squad of players. And I felt after the Palace game, you know, we all know that second half was a real slog. And I think a lot of fans, myself included, you know, when I look at the bottom of that table, are, are pretty confident in terms of us regaining our status. So I did wonder how we would come up against Brighton on the basis that, you referenced, you know, they had a bad resource against Forest. They've arguably, if we consider ourselves, you know, in that subjective save for this season, got more riding on the game. So I was concerned, but to the level of which we seem to have kind of gave the game to them, to credit Brighton, you know, they're obviously a fantastic side. I know they rested a few players, but which makes it even more embarrassing, I guess. But, you know, they've got an incredible team, system, you know, we all know about their recruitment. You know, they're a fantastic outfit. But to the level of which, I think we could have accepted a defeat on the basis that, you know, we've we've come into it in, in good form and we are going to slip up. We're not going to get points between now and in, in every game between now and the end of the season. But it was just the manner, wasn't it? It was the mentality. You can talk about Lopetegui in terms of how we set up, but it looked very passive. You know, they are professionals. Um, and you hope that they compete for every game, but they're also human beings, and you just wonder psychologically after that Palace game if they they switched off. Um, and, and ultimately, in the most simplest of terms, they wanted it more. And if you if you don't compete with a side as technically good as Brighton are, then that that can happen. So it can be no surprise. But I think it was just the manner of how we seemed to lay down for them that that was most disappointing. Um, I mean, Sars had a, a, a strange season whereby, you know, he, he's prone to an error and, and we get that, but a lot of the top keepers are. Um, you know, we look at the Leicester game and then at Pal against Palace, I thought he was fantastic. 
And I thought that must have done him the world of good. And yeah, as Chase has referenced, he's then had a shocker. But other than a little bit from Neto, everybody did. They were all poor yesterday. Uh, Absolutely. But I, I will come back on this. Obviously, it was, a, it was a bad day. You know, the goals are flying in. I thought they tried to be positive when they went down and they got caught and the, 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 they sort of fell apart. I think the third goal, I think Ruben said the third goal was the killer goal. Um, and then they just kind of fell apart. Lopetegui said we didn't recognise that Wolves team. You know, fair enough. I think he will have learnt a lot. I think he kind of experimented a little bit yesterday as well. Um, guys, in the uh, in the comments, Jason made a point about would you, uh, would you make a change in goal and give Bentley a chance? Now, does... Lopetegui, you want to see see Bentley? I'm going to come back to Johnny because I know we've only got you for a short period of time. Well, I would have. I I don't know. I'm not really a keeper. I have played in goal though previously, but I'm quite small. Um, So leave your thoughts in the comment section. Would you switch it for Saar? I mean, Saar played. Bear in mind, Saar made some brilliant saves against Crystal Palace. He has made some Gasper. He has made some really, really good saves as well, and he wasn't helped by the midfield and the defending. I mean, Collins came on in the second half. The first thing he did was pass it to a Brighton player and they score. That was in the third minute of the uh, the second half. Johnny, to you, um, do you think that Lopetegui is going to be experimenting a little bit? Do you think he's going to give Bentley a chance before the end of the season? And do you think we're going to see Raul in a, in a wool shirt again before the end of the season? Um, starting with the keeper, no, I don't, I don't think Bentley's been signed to play. I think he's very much an understudy. Um, and I think Saar had a great game against Palace, and arguably was the difference. He had a ba- he had a bad day yesterday, but a lot of them did. Um, but I don't think Bentley's been signed as a keeper to play. I think he's very much a- an understudy. From what I saw of him in the Championship, he's a really good keeper, but he does have a rick in him as well. He's not, um, you know, he'd have been snapped up and he'd have been playing. He'd have been playing already in the Premier League for somebody else if he was the answer. So, um, very much how uh, John Ruddy was the understudy to Rui Patricio. I can't see that dynamic changing in goal. I really can't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe Lopetegui thinks differently, but um, possibly. As for Raul, um, yeah, I, I do think we'll see him in a Wolves shirt again. Yeah, I do. Um, I think, I think, I think there is a way back for him towards the end of the season. But obviously, it's, all, it's, it's been made very clear that, um, that Lopetegui is looking elsewhere long-term. And obviously, Costa, um, he, he's, his salary is too high to be kept on at the current rate for another year. So he'd probably be off as well, uh, unless, he sort of, unless there was an option to re-sign him on lesser terms. But um, I, think, I think Raul could possibly get back in for the remainder of the season. Uh, for... For just, yeah, I think it would be the dignified thing to do to to see him in a Wolves shirt again. Um, he needs to, if it is his, his last season, he needs to be able to say goodbye to the supporters properly because he has been phenomenal for us. But I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Lopetegui sees Raúl or Costa as the solution long term. Fantastic, uh, and Johnny, I think we've only got you for about another five minutes. Um, yeah, I'm so all right, mate. Go... The, kid, the kids are quiet, so you're all right. I can hang around for a little bit longer. Oh, that's great. That's great because I'm really enjoying the. I'm conscious you messaged me. I'm, I'm really enjoying this segment of the show. Um, you know, back to you, Jason. Is there any like obviously what Johnny said? Would you like to see? I mean, it looks like Raul's um, probably on his way. 
Costa, yeah. if he gets his wage demands, he's a big character. He seems to uh, to be getting fit. I get what Johnny says on the salary is, but if he was willing to drop his thing, would you sign him again? And what other points would you like to make around that game? Uh, with regards to going to hoops and uh, the, the performance ratings and stuff. Yeah, with regards to, to Costa, um, like I said, I don't think there's much room for sentiments. I think he's unreported 80 or grand a week or 86 grand a week or something. Um, if if he did reduce his demand significantly, I mean, is there going to be many potential suitors for him anyway? Ain't going to get 80 grand a week anywhere else? Is he at 35? With regards to Raul, I do think there should be a little bit of sentiment there. Um, you know, clearly something's happened behind the scenes as as as, as is, is pretty evident. But I do think he should be given, obviously, some form of send-off um, in terms of getting him on the pitch for, for however long because he has been a great player. Saying that, you know, after, after the, the performance, uh, no-one's, you know, got the merit there to, to keep the shirt. So, ain't Nori as well, once again. I'd, 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 I'd look at him as an option. Um yeah, Saturday, Dave, it's, listen, it's just awful. In the end, it was almost laughable, and you, you, you make a good day of it. Um, so, man of the match for me, I'm going to give it to Hugo Bueno, because, listen, he's a young lad, he's come in, he's never had a pasting like that before, and he's, he's going to learn from it. And, you know, it, who could you give man of the match to there? I mean, I, I don't, thought I don't Neto know. Had a good game. Yeah. I thought Neto was probably the one. He was... Put- Trying to make things happen and stuff. Yes, yes, uh, we, yes, got, we, yes. we actually gave. I actually gave it to the coach driver for, for actually taking them back home after the match. <laughs> I, 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 actually, we was walking uh, past the coach. We come out about ten minutes before. And we was walking past the coach, and one of the chefs, he was like preparing food. You could see him he was running from coach to coach. And I went, "It's going to be a barrel of laughs on the couch." And he, he just shook his head. Um, moment of the match for me. Uh, Dave, I, I tried a baby Guinness for the first time. I don't know if you've ever tried one of these. They're, it's Tia Maria and Bailey's, and it was it was fantastic. So that was my moment of, of the day, I should say. Performance rating, I've had a long look at this, and I'm going to give it a one, Dave, and and that's been generous. So for me, Bueno Man of the Match, uh, baby Guinness is the moment of the day, and the performance rating one. Absolutely, mate. Well, that's some really, really good thoughts there uh, on what you have to say as well, Jason. I think you're quite measured, really, today. Uh, I thought you might be a little bit more feisty, but I think because... I've got a hangover, Dave. Have you got a hangover? And as soon as I got back, the missus just gave me both kids. (laughs) And then you're like... screaming and kicking me in the face and chucking cake at me. It was brilliant. Uh, did you see many Wolves fans leave uh, leave at half-time, Jason? Or, you know, or did they most of them stick with Listen, it? Listen, when they're doing videos and pictures of fans leaving at half-time, like they did at, at the Tanfield today with the Spurs fans, they're not leaving. They're going downstairs for a beer. I mean, I yep, was yep, downstairs yep. after about 25 minutes and I thought I might as well just drink the day away. And then, obviously, we, we, we kept hearing the goals going. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, I think I left about 10 minutes. So that was just to really miss the, the traffic. But it was amazing how many Brighton fans were coming out as well early. So when we got on the train to go into Brighton, that it was packed full of Brighton fans. So even though it was their day in the Sunday, when he's 6-0, they're, they're all leaving early. So To be fair, if any Tottenham fans left today at 15 minutes, they'd have missed one hell of a comeback. And then it was insane. The Premier League is madness. It's like... I felt for me because they came back, they got the equaliser, Tottenham, and then like straight after, what a mistake punished by, and it's Jotter. Yeah, that, that's uh, one point I wanted to make. 
did Nevers make a comment on it? Or I don't know if it was Nevers or Lopetegui on about, oh, there's been, you know, some weird and wonderful results in the Premier League this year. And you just think you can't put it down to chance. You can't put it down to the fact that teams are losing 6-0 like Spurs did the other week. You know, let's just focus on our own shower of beep because it wasn't great. Well, I do remember I do remember that game when we played Southampton at Molyneux. And uh, I think the players, if I remember correctly, were clapped off the pitch. I mean, we were thinking we're going to win 7-6. I think Southampton had six shots and they all went in. It was, and we just played that bad. There's a great play well, Matt, Matt Murray had his pen pen friend over from his younger days, and he hadn't seen this pen friend. For, you know, this one that he's running. He hadn't seen this pen pal. Go on, Jason. Johnny's chucking uh, He obviously knows this one. Yeah, he got him a ticket uh, in the goal uh, behind the goal in the South Bank, <laughs> and obviously, you know, selling his pen pal. He plays for the Wolves. Next thing you know, he let six in. <laughs> Uh, hoops oh. over to you. Same questions. Um, highlight moment of the day, performance rating, um, your man of the match, and I don't want you getting stuck in the sand with this answer, mate. Well, no. Well, to be honest, I think it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, very quickly on Costa, I I agree. I don't see the merit moving forward. That you know, the guy was semi-retired. He's come in and done a a job for us. He's got one goal and one sending off, and He's been good of late, but to run that into next year as a financial decision, you know, we've got potentially Fabio back, Sasha back. I, I, I don't see the merit in that, but um, not for it. He's a very expensive cheerleader, if that's why people want him around. But but anyway, um, but into the, the, the game, jeez, oh, where do I start? I think, I think Neto is the only positive. You know, we all know Neto is a fantastic player. And he's had some serious injuries for a, a young player as well. We know the talent is there. And he was a joy to watch, you know, prior to his, his injuries. Um, he's been perhaps a little bit unfortunate that he's been overlooked recently. But he's not hit the heights as, as we've seen. So I'm just hoping that perhaps he gets some games between now and this season. Has a good pre-season and kicks on. Because there's a hell of a talent there. So that's the positive I'm, I'm taking away. Um the moment of the match, I mean, it's probably the final whistle, isn't it? Or um, because there's, there's nothing really to kind of get involved in within a particular moment for us, other than, as I say, a little bit from Neto and maybe 0.5 as a as a rating. But yeah, I gave it 0.5. Actually, at the, 0. on my match reaction, if you watch it, I gave it 0.5, and I actually said I felt like we were a bag of chips on Brighton Pier, and the the seagulls were just Coming and taking them and taking us apart. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, look, it's it, it was it was a tough day, but I think you know we've got to draw a line on the sand in it, really, haven't we? And move on. You know, if you look at you know we've lost six nil, but ultimately, you know, as as I was discussing on Twitter with those that were were piling on on Lopetegui, you know, we we've seen six wins at home. I can't get. Yeah, we've seen six clean. We've seen six clean sheets. We were bottom, you know, ultimately we were in a bad place and, you know, it appears that we're, we're stopping up, but we've still got a fighting chance of it if you're going to if you're going to be generous. But, you know, from where we were to where we are now, what is it sort of top seven form prior to the game, maybe top ten form overall? So, look, we have to put it into context. That was an awful, awful performance yesterday. 
And Lopetegui, as he has said, has got to take responsibility. I don't quite like the setup with Lamina, Neves, Nuna Gomez. I, I, I don't think that quite works. And, and there's another yeah. argument for one of your earlier points, Dave, in terms of how we're going to line up. And if, if Neves is to leave this, this summer, as, as many suspect, do, does he come out and Gomez come, you know, gets the games, for example? But that, that's another conversation for, for another time. But look, over, overall, it was poor. But I think, as I say, we, we need to move on from that quickly. And what better way than a local derby? Um, he says, hoping that, you know, that will be a game. And taking into account our home form, that we can, you know, get a, even more closer to stability. Well, exactly, exactly that. And you know what? Um, if if I, I don't, I, I don't get like some people saying Lopetegui is not the one. He needs to go. All this sort of stuff. I, mean, I just don't get it. But maybe they're Albion fans or or whatever. Because at the end of the day, we had ten points from fifteen games when he took over, and now we're on thirty-seven points. And I, I'm with Johnny. We are safe. Um, the BBC statistical thing said thirty-seven or more is a hundred percent safe. Um, so, but we will get more points than that, and we do have Villa that's coming up next. And you people do have to understand that he's coming in, and you're going to get consist inconsistencies with this, this team at the moment because it's massively in transition, and there's going to be a lot of movement again in the summer that I'm sure they're going to back him. And you know, you've got to give this manager two, three transfer windows to get exactly where he where he wants the team to be. Um, but along the way, we're going to get inconsistencies. Johnny, um, over to you. Um, I'm going to ask everyone on this one, obviously your performance rating, your your highlight of the day could be anything. It doesn't have to be the match. It could just be commentary, the bit of banter, whatever. Your man of the match and also looking ahead to, uh, to Villa, what's your prediction for Villa? Um, so, man of the match, I'd probably agree with uh, you and Hoops. I'd go with Neto on man of the match. Um, he, he stuck at it and it was nice to see him given so long on the pitch as well hopefully it's uh, signs of uh, you know coming back into it a bit I mean the overall rating I mean yeah you'd be hard pushed to give them anything more than 1 out of 10 just for being on the pitch because everything else was just a shambles um, you know the changes at half time didn't work um, everything yeah, everything was just bad really so may, may, maybe stick with that 1 or half a point Um uh, my moment of the day was probably, I got a bit of karma came my way yesterday because I'm in a oh, WhatsApp yeah. group. I'm in a WhatsApp group. And during the Man United Brighton FA Cup semi-final, there was a debate amongst us about terrible strikers. And I ventured that Dennis Undav was the worst striker I'd seen oh. for, for many a year. Anyway, he, but a week later, he's on a hat-trick against us. And I end up having to interview him in the tunnel in the post-match scenario. <laughs> no way. Yeah, so I because it was his first Premier League goals yesterday, and he came in and he's the loveliest fella you could wish to meet, German fella, and just really nice, dead, dead friendly. And I just thought, and you know what, the way he took his second goal, it was absolutely dreamy that finish. It was unbelievable, and I just thought, good for you. Um, you there's clearly you've, you've clearly got something about you, and being, being written off on a sofa. Um, miles away watching a cup semi-final on telly I, I, I got what was coming there so yeah my moment of the match was interviewing Dennis on Dav after it but uh, I'm just looking ahead to Villa because I'm going to have to go in a minute Dave so a quick yeah. um, 
a quick we look ahead. This segment of the show, anyway. Cool. A quick, a quick look ahead. It's hard one, isn't it? Because Villa are sort of. Um, I always think that there's room, there's room as there has been uh, under Nuno's walls for recently for a couple of years. There's always room for an outlier to get into those decent positions, hunting Europe down, um, and sort of holding their own with all the, the big spending traditional big clubs. Uh, and Villa have done really well to give it a go this year, as have Brighton. Um, but on their, you still look at that Villa squad, and it's nothing massively special. I'd, I'd, I'd venture that, um, given a summer and a bit more, a bit of time, there's no reason why clubs far lower down the league couldn't end up doing what Villa are doing. Just Unai Emery's got them really well organised and has got them um, well drilled, and they're sort of reaping the benefits of that. But on, you know, on paper, I just don't see a, a great team there or a team significantly better than loads of others in lower mid-table, mid-table. So be interesting. Like, I, I, I couldn't predict next week, I'll be honest. I don't know. We just need a reaction, don't we? And finally, yeah. uh, I'm just going to come back to you quickly at the end about the show again, Johnny. Uh, Hoops and then Jason, your score prediction uh, for and your thoughts ahead of Villa. Yeah, very quickly then, I think. I, I, I think we'll go to one walls. Um, they are the form side, aren't they, Villa? Although they, they lost to United today, but up until that point, they've been fantastic. And as I say, they've got a, a chance of competing next year in Europe. Um, however, our home form and maybe a little bit of hope, more than expectation, but we have been decent at home. It's a local derby, so I'm going to say two one walls. Two one walls. Jason, final, final word on you for this one? I'm going to sit on the fence with this, Dave. I'm going to go for a 1-1. Like uh, Hoops has said, our home form has, has, has definitely improved, but Villa are a, a side to be reckoned with. I know they've, they've lost today, but they're a decent side. It's a local derby. Anything can happen. So I think if we get a draw, a share of the spoils, I think that'll be uh, that'll be OK with me. Fantastic. And, guys, just to remind you, just before Johnny goes... Make sure the 22nd of May, it's a Monday night. You know, most people ain't doing much on a Monday night. It's a fantastic opportunity. It's in the centre of town. It's at the historic Grand Theatre. On the stage, we've got, as, as I said before, with Johnny, we've got uh, the History Boys, that, that memorable day. And Johnny, I bet you're looking forward to it, aren't you? Yeah, it'd be brilliant to be really good. There's some good stories from the dressing room. Some real. It was a it was a team full of characters that, and there was some uh, quite a few lively moments when they'd uh, they'd, they'd often sort of sort of clash with each other, rise up against each other, and uh, all that will be coming out as well. There's like there's some good stories about what what went on in that dressing room during that season in particular. Fantastic. Uh, the link to to get your tickets, and I say they are selling as i say like hot potatoes at the moment so get on it quick don't if don't hesitate get on it as quick as you can um and get your tickets for that event and um, as i say it's the 20 uh, 22nd links in the description below or if you just google sir jack's history boys uh grand theater you'll be able to find it and i'm also hoping when i get back from uh from morocco that me and johnny are going to get 15 minutes to talk a little bit more in depth uh, about the show uh, to put something here on the uh, the channel for you as well. Uh, Johnny, thanks ever so much for joining us on this part of the show. Much appreciated. I know it's been an immensely busy weekend for you. Um, Good to chat. No, it's great. Fantastic. Jason and Hoops, thanks, ever, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, all the best.
Cheers, Cheers. fellas. Bye. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes. What a great start to the show that was. Uh, getting Johnny Phillips on to, uh, and Jason and Hoops to hear their views. As you can see, it's gone very dark here. I am uh, literally sitting outside in Agadir, Morocco. We've got over 200 watching live and we're going to get on to the second part of our show. I kind of wait. We've got Jack, the voice of reason. We need to get you a T-shirt with that on. Always yeah. wolves, the voice of reason. That's your yeah. that's your thing. How you doing, Jack? Uh, not so bad, not so bad. Bit of hay fever, so I, mean, I think that's a sign that the seasons are turning. I'm like clockwork, you know, hay fever when it starts getting summer. So, but other than that, well, I'm you okay. Got an adverse reaction to that result yesterday? It could be, couldn't it? Could be. Yeah. Need a bit of antihistamine. I think so. Yeah, it was. My eyes were watering watching that first half. I've got to be honest. So yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> Next up, he's got. We need to get him a t-shirt done. Angry Chris, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not happy, Dave. Actually, I thought this was a Samaritan's helpline, but it isn't. So I'll, I'll carry on doing this with you. But uh, I'm that bad. I've even got a plastic glass today. I can't even be trusted with a proper buying glass. I oh, know, mate. And last but not least, uh, oh, we have Sutty. How you doing, mate? Nice flag behind you there today, sir. Good evening, people. Good evening. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so dead bad. Sutty, you were there yesterday, mate. Let's kick us off, mate. What you got to say? They've let him down, Dave. Does it, it's irrelevant what system he puts out, Dave, really. You're a professional footballer. They've let that man down massively. And not only him, everybody that travelled there, and ultimately themselves, Dave. Shocking. Shock anybody that even attempts to give a man of the match for that. <sighs> Utterly, utterly unacceptable. You cannot go and expect people to do four, five hundred mile round trips to watch that shower. It was abysmal. Walking on the sand beforehand, I think, Dave, they were shocking. Absolutely shocking. Now, the team was slight. I didn't agree with the team formation. It, unfortunately, it doesn't work with Neves in there at the moment. Don't work. So, and why did he not start Cunha? 
So he has got well, a little bit of answering to do. But as soon as he puts them across that white line, Dave, they get paid a lot of money, put a shift in, give up, Dave. Rubbish. Right, absolutely. And uh, over to you, mate. Angry Chris, following up on that with uh, Sooty. I can't really disagree with anything he said. I mean, I, 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 Lopetegui, start off with him because he, he, he's got to have a bit of it because he's responsible. Like he said, it's his team. Four weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had a dynamic midfield. We had three forward players. We were going forward. We were putting teams under pressure. We didn't look like we were going to lose a game. And I thought, hallelujah, he knows what we're doing. This is the future. Away we go. He brings Neves back in and it's gone to pot. That was the worst performance I've seen for. I, I, I don't think I've seen a worse performance in a, uh, from a Wolves team. It was, you know, that I sat here thinking we could get in front of Chelsea with this team and the momentum they've got a couple of weeks ago. I thought, you know, we could do that. You know, finish 11th. We talked about it on the year. That, that, would, be, that would be a really good endorsement that we made the right choice in the manager. And I think we have. But that, that would have been the proof that he knew what he's doing. He's dragged us away from the dark depths of Bruno Large and we've we've got back. We've got back with something. But you know, he he brought he brought him in and the midfield just died. And it's like you're watching all the momentum pull out your hands like grain of sand. It's 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 terrible. Uh, I'm I'm so 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 cross with the attitude performance. Um Keith's right when they go over the pitch. I mean, they were just weren't even doing basic things right. And I haven't even started on Nunes yet. I need to calm down before I talk to him. So you need to talk to Jack. <laughs> Jack, um, just before we get on to Jack, I do want to I'd say a big obviously a thanks to Wolf Life for powering extra time. Uh, if you want your insurance and mortgages, please get on the link uh, below for them as well. And uh, also, guys, we've got uh, we've got nearly two hundred and fifty of you watching l watching the show just live at the moment. Um, that's just on YouTube, let alone Facebook and uh, also Twitter. Um, so yeah, if you're enjoying it, please smash a like. If you want to comment in the uh, the chat, all you have to do is subscribe, and you'll be able to join in the conversation as well. Over to you, Jack, on what uh, Sooty and. Uh, and Chris has got to say, generally, obviously, you know, mate, just be honest. Just be totally honest, as always. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's kind of all been covered, hasn't it? The, the performance level was unacceptable. I mean, I think we've got to be honest, Brighton are a good side. But the way we played yesterday, Bilston Town would have beaten us. You know, I mean, there, there was no enthusiasm. There was no shape, no organisation. The lack of leadership in that first half was shocking. You go 2-0 down after, what, 11, 12 minutes. You, as a team, with your professional pride, you need to say, this doesn't get any worse. Even if we don't get out of our half till half time, this doesn't get any worse. We keep in this game. And it was just like watching a, a waves after waves, you know, over the sandcastles on the beach. We just had no defence at all. The shape was all over the place. Samedo, I don't know where he was. He was halfway to Worthing, I think, for some of the goals. It was, it was just shocking. And, and, you know, and there's, 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 pe there's people who've, you know, and, and, and I'm going to talk about this because I was mentioning this on, on the Express and Star last night and on other things about refunding the fans. Not for me. Your apology oh, yeah. comes next Saturday. Yeah. That's where the apology comes from, the players and the manager. You go and put it right on the pitch next Saturday. That's your apology. 
I don't want Instagram posts saying we go again and all this kind of stuff. I don't want things in the Express and Star and on, online and all this on the website. Work bloody hard this week in training and go and put it right next Saturday. Draw a line under what happened yesterday. Unacceptable, disgraceful. We can come up with as many adjectives we want and they're all justified. But let's go and put it right. Because what happens is you only ever get judged on what you do next. What's happened has happened. It's gone. Let's judge us on how we recover. And I think that's what we've got to kind of do. Absolutely. You make a good point. Back to you on Sutty. Do you do you concur with what Jack said about that? Obviously, there's been, a you know, you know the, the, the refunds and all that sort of stuff, you know, because of the performance. I'm kind of like, you know, on the same sort of pages, really. They really got to knuckle down this weekend because I'm telling you what now, if we're talking this time next week and we've got battered by Villa, after having a week, it ain't going to go down very well next week, is it, Sutty? No, you don't want refunds, Dave. All you want is a, a performance next week. Um, you pay your money, Dave, at the end of the day, and you go there, no matter what, win, lose or draw, you sing your heart out and that's it. It doesn't matter. We've been in the fourth division, Dave. So nah. these are these are the glory days at the end of the day, but... It all goes back to how an individual player and they come together as a team apply themselves. They were on the beach. Tuesday night, I stood there. We won 2-0, Dave. We beat Crystal Palace 2-0. The place erupted like we'd won the league. Shouldn't have happened, Dave. As I said to you, there's got to be a big, big autopsy of this season from top to bottom. It's been abject failure for £207 million. Absolute abject failure from top to bottom. Now, take the current boss out the equation. He saved us. We'd be relegated now. So, he has got to have three to four windows and backed big time. Now, I said on our group chat earlier, I was getting a bit frustrated because I heard people saying, well, it's Brighton. We shouldn't expect anything at Brighton. This is, this is Brighton, Dave. It's not Man City. It's Brighton. We should be going oh, to Brighton. I, I, I agree with you. And I, and I saw that, that post and stuff. And obviously, we have some really great debate. But... He, but as I have to be devil's advocate on here, but even Julian Lopetegui said that apparently they were the best footballing team in the world and it felt like that we were trying to prove a point yesterday well, that he was right. They lost to Notts Forest last week. Dave, honestly, I'm not... it's Brighton, Dave. Come on. This, I don't mind losing to anybody, Dave. I, I really, I've seen us perform not quite that bad for a long time. I don't mind losing. It's how you lose. And you've got to... You see that thing behind me there? That crest, right? That crest, there's absolutely amazing players shed blood for that crest. None of this lot have, Dave. And I'll even put the captain in that. That was abysmal. Are you saying... Absolutely abysmal. So, T, are you saying... Uh, when you say that about Nevis, are you just pointing that finger on him at the game for the weekend? Is that what you're saying? You're not saying generally. You're just saying well, we've not we, we've not played the same since he since he come back. Really, look, Crystal Palace. We won two 0 There were periods in that game, Dave, where 
we weren't very good. We were hanging on. They could have done us, Dave. Make no mistake about it. If they'd had the shooting boots on, we'd have lost that one as well. So I don't. I wasn't stood there cheering. Woohoo! We got thirty-seven points. I was relieved we got thirty-seven points, but it is not success to cheer that. They have been abject failure all season, and they've got to look at themselves in the mirror. They've got to have self pride, Dave. They're playing for that thing behind. As I keep saying, we follow that thing constantly. We put our hard-earned money into going home and away following that badge. That badge is probably comes second only to our families, Dave. We put that much time and effort into it. They should watch these vlogs. I'd have them watching it. I'd put it up on a screen and say, if that badge doesn't mean to you what it means to the likes of that idiot in that cap there pointing a pen at you, then you don't belong at this club. I don't care who you are. We'll ship you out. I'd love to think uh, that they do watch some of these uh, reactions and things like that. You know, they're human beings. I'm guessing uh, some do, some don't. I don't know. I'd love to know if they do. Uh, you know, Jeff watches and I know they monitor the socials and stuff like that. But really interesting because they can get a general feeling of the, uh, you know, how the fans are feeling and get a reaction. I mean, you know, I'd rather, you know, you know, that young blind lad, Fraser, how he's so passionate and enthusiastic and that for the club. And, you know, we didn't see any of that the weekend. He was absolutely amazing. He's an inspiration. They need... Dave. Dave, I'm passionate like that little boy. He'll grow up like me, grumpy, following this lot. <laughs> They've given me nothing in 43 years, Dave. Absolutely nothing. A Sherpa Van Trophy and a League Cup for a club of this size is not good enough. It's European, time that, we had a bit European back, away days, went under Nuno, winning the championship. Some, uh, some, you know, knocking Man United out the... Uh, you know, getting to the semi-finals. Here's a question for you. I've wrote this down quickly because these lads deserve their say. Is this current side better than the side that won us the championship? Chris, great point no. from Steve. You say no. No, no. It's not a team for one. This is not a team of players. It doesn't play as a team. It was starting to play as a team, but it isn't now. And... We, we've wasted a lot of money on players in the last year and a half, two years. And the first thing we've got to do, if we manage to stay up, is we've got to take a long look at what we're doing. We need to have a, we need to have a strategy of how we're playing. And, and that's the one thing I'm disappointed with, with, with um, Lopetegui because we seem to have had a way and we seem to have now walked away from it. Um, they, they, the real problem, I think, is... It's just that they don't gel. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not working for each other. They're not covering each other. Some of them don't even look like they know how to play football. I. I, I do not know um, whether Lopetegui is playing Nunes in every different position because he wants to try and find out where he fits in for forty million quid or what. But bar two games, he's he's done. He's done absolutely nothing for us. Absolutely nothing. And I thought he turned the corner. I thought we found a way of using it. But he's, yesterday was just dire. The people that people are moaning about Saar with, with the mix up with him, but nobody he started that because he had the ball on the halfway line with a square pass available to him and he ended up going back towards Saar with the ball. 
we're 5-0 down. Just go for the bloody thing and, and try and win the game. We just... It, it just was not working. It's just not that what we saw yesterday. It's not a team that plays together. That plays with confidence, can can do anything. And, and I, I, I'd say... I'd say the old teams that I watched of Steve Andy Mutch and Mick Holmes and people like that, they were more of a team than than this lot. It, it's just it's just abject. It, it is dismal. Um, Jack, you've heard what Sutty had to say. Um, not giving us anything other than a shirt for Van and the League Cup. Um, you, the Championship team's better than this. Chris has sort of said that. You know, your th- your points on what they've had to say on that? Yeah, I mean, I think player for player, in terms of ability, our current team is better, but they're not a team. And, and that, that counts for so much more. You know, that that's why we love the FA Cup. That's why we like international tournaments and things, because teams can beat individuals. You know, and, and I think we've hit the nail on the head there, haven't we? You know, you look at people like Nunes, who... who you can see has got unbelievable talent, but you know gets lost in in, in a team performance and, and gets caught out of position and gives the ball away and, and shrugs his shoulders and, and jogs back rather than sprinting back. You know we're talking about the goalkeeper again. I mean, for for me, I, I think we need two goalkeepers. We need to play Sar at Molyneux because he don't let a goal in, and then away from home we need someone else because every time we go away from home he chucks two goals in or or he gives away a penalty or or he does something daft in the game that completely shifts the momentum away from, from our team and, and to the opposition. It, it, it's, it's bonkers that, that, that he seems to keep doing it. Um, I, I just I just think we've, we've got to kind of just get through these next four games. And that sounds dreadful to say. You've just got to kind of try and get through because it's our passion, it's our hobby, it, it's in our blood, it, all that kind of stuff. But we've just got to get to the end of the season, haven't we? Get Maybe scrape another point here or there if we can, just to sugarcoat it. And then Lopetegui and, and Matt Hobbs and Gadagartha and all these guys have got to get their heads together and they've got to sort this squad out. And, and, and whether that's in terms of, you know, who's got to go, who's got to come in, have we got to change the leadership group within there, have we got to, all these kind of things. They've got to get that sorted. I'm not judging Lopetegui until at least, you know, the end of next summer's transfer window. Because his job when he came in in, in November, wherever it was, was to keep us in the Premier League. And for my money, I think he's going to do that. So I think part one of his mission, tick, job done. Then the real hard work starts for me, I think, in terms of getting... I mean, you look at that. I've talked about it last week and the week before. I'm getting like a broken record. But that Seville team that he built, that ripped us apart in that Europa League, that was a team. Individually, they didn't have big stars. They didn't have a a world-class player in there. But they had a proper team where everyone knew their job. And they knew exactly when we had the ball, this is where I need to be. When I don't have, when we don't have the ball, this is where I need to be. That's what we need to get back to. And that's what Nuno's team did so well, wasn't it? You know, you knew exactly when we had the ball, where Matt Doherty was going to be, where Barry Douglas was going to be, where Neves and Sice were going to be. You knew where Jota would be. When we didn't have the ball, you knew where they'd be as well. You know, and the opposition knew it as well, but they couldn't do anything about it because we were so well drilled. And I, and I think actually... As good as Brighton are, and you know, I get what sort of saying. It is Brighton, but but they are on off the pitch. They're fantastic what they do, and and they've they've overtaken us, haven't they? You know, yeah. but we made it so easy for them yesterday. You, know, you, you watch you watch that game. Yeah, you watch that game. All they had to do was press the person that Sar was going to kick the ball to. 
because his kicks were that bad that the player either miscontrolled it and the ball went straight to the opposition player anyway, or they had such a difficult job getting it under control that they could get the ball pinched anyway. And, and our defence just parted like the Red Sea every time they broke, didn't they? And they had three or four players every time, one left, one right, a couple down the middle, and we just couldn't cope. It was it was a, a dreadful day at the office. But I hope, you know, if, if we can get a positive from it, that it's a bit of a wake-up call for the manager and for, for people at the top that things need to change. You know, it's um, it's got to be a wake-up call, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm going to come it's in that, on that. Dave, it's that effort. And I'm just thinking back there. You said, well, what teams? To Mick McCarthy's Premier League team, that Wolves team took George Ellicobi and made him a Premiership fullback who scored goals against Man United at Molyneux. George Ellicobi. George wasn't a brilliant footballer. He, he had a massive art and he, he tried his best. But he played and he gave 100% and he worked and that team worked as a team. That lot, yes, they, they've really ranked me off after after yesterday. I'm really upset with them. Right, I'm just going to come back on this, right? TJ's on there, worst team he's seen in for many years. It was a dreadful performance yesterday. I gave it 0.5%. We disintegrated. But I'm not having any of this personally that they don't care that these players do not care, all, all of them don't care. For me, if they didn't care, we would be relegated right now. We would be down right now. If they didn't care, we wouldn't have battled our way out of being five points adrift to this. They, you know, there's some of them that probably, you know, are going to be somewhere else next year, you can think. But, the, you know, that the whole squad, you've got to have some heart to grind results out. They were throwing their bodies on the line against Palace. Yeah, the quality wasn't there in the second half. They were defending. They were fighting for us, for the fans. And that's why you got the reaction from the fans at the Palace game. Brighton, it was terrible. But I will say this, that Manny's put it on there. A lot of people have put it on there. And Jack, you've mentioned it. Lopetegui is a top quality manager. We are going to see inconsistencies in this team because it's in transition. We, he's trying things out. He got it wrong the weekend. You know, I expect that we'll see a reaction against Villa. We have to. If they've got any respect for themselves and for the fans and stuff, you'll see a reaction against Villa. It was a bad day at the office. You know, United got beat 7-0 against Liverpool. Uh, Villa beat Liverpool 7-0 last year. Teams occasionally do have these results. I'll be glad when we do it to one of these teams. It was a bad performance. It was terrible. This is not the worst team that we've ever seen. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of individuals that have still been gelled together by Lopetegui. And I really do believe that his job, his only job this year is to keep us in the division by hook or by crook with, with the tools that he's got. They backed him to a point and he's got to this point and there are mistakes that he's made as a management and he's still learning about his players. And next year is phase two, the summer, this recruitment. The problem was the problem was that the board dropped the ball when Nuno asked for the money. That's when it went wrong. He should have been backed when he said... I need the money, and they all fell out, and he left. They dropped the ball. They thought, we've made it. And Fosun have realised now that they dropped the ball. And because of that, the teams like Brighton and other teams have gone past us. Villa have gone past us. Newcastle have gone past us. They ain't dropped the ball. They continue to invest. Brighton are an exciting example. They were one 
goal away from going out the league, Brighton. And look where they've come. And they are a brilliant team. You know, we you've got to say, they're, they're, and they're a bogey side to us. They are a brilliant side. But we handed it on a plate to them. But we have to keep patience. All this Lopetegui ain't going to take us nowhere. All this Lopetegui is not good enough and stuff like that. Give your head a wobble. Give the guy a chance. He will make us great again. Jack made the point. That Sevilla team that he built over two, three, four transfer windows played us off the park. They were brilliant. If we give this guy the time to, and Fosun and Jeff and the board back him, he's going he's gonna to build this team and we will see a lot more consistency. We've got to get the away form right. We've, he's starting to build Molyneux into this fortress. That's phase one. Phase two and phase three is still to come. Back to you, Sutty. I totally agree with you. I said that to you last week. You've got to give him time, Dave. The unfortunate thing is now, Dave, is like I said last week as well, we're three years behind now because your board completely balls this up, Dave. They dropped the ball. Oh, they dropped the ball. They've kicked it straight over the top of the Kulistan, Dave. There's no reason about here. They've kicked it straight out the ground. They ain't just dropped it. They have put, they themselves have put us three years behind. And what, how they did that, they got rid of Nuno when he asked for money and they promised him money, Dave. And they yep. renegaded on that. So that's down to them, right? They then employed Bruno Large, right? <laughs> Let's not be funny. They didn't back Bruno Large, Dave. It's utter rubbish that what they spent in the in the summer transfer window was, was signings that he wanted. I'm not having that these are the signings that Bruno Large wanted. Scott Sellers and Jeff Shee signed those players. Half of them ain't good enough. Some of them ain't even here now. And that's only gone the summer. Right, like to get us who we spent nearly 30 million quid on, so it's down to them to back this man. They're gonna have to give him 100 to 150 million quid in the summer, plus anything he makes, right? Because this is a big rebuild, Dave. This ain't this ain't just we need a couple of players, this is a big rebuild because there's a lot of <laughs> you can say what you like, there's a lot of these, they ain't they ain't good enough, Dave. They just ain't good enough. Now, I don't wear them funny coloured glasses like you do but I'm telling you now so there's going to be seven, eight players have got to go and you've got to replace them and that's going to cost you 150 million minimum Absolutely uh, Chris, TJ, fair play uh, Chris on to you on this and before we're going to and, and also part of the, your segment as well we're going to be getting into if you can pick a man of the match or a performance rating moment of the day that sort of stuff as well uh, towards the end of the show I've got to get I've got to get uh, get with the uh, after this I'm going to go and get a nice yeah, little okay. uh, cup of tea um, yeah look I, I'm not saying Lopetegui is a bad manager I'm not saying he hasn't done well since he came in he has I'm surprised he picked that team I'm surprised that he hasn't I'm surprised that he still has, isn't seeing what I'm seeing with some of those players. I'm not the only <coughs> one that sees them. Some of those guys were awful. And they're, they're, I just don't see him being here. But I, I, think, we've, I think we've got to um, got to accept that the board have backed him in January. I, I, I think they've backed him. I think they've realised they've made a cock-up. And I hope that they're going to be doing that come the summer providing we, we manage to stay in where we are. I don't think that won't happen, but it's got to have cases. We've, 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 we've got to rip it apart. 
it's it's a complete demolishment job. And, um, you know, you look at them. I mean, Collins, he comes on there, he makes a mistake straight away. He's not Premier League football. What, how have we ended up spending 80 million quid on him? You know, we need to sell him to somebody going into the championship and get half our money back on him. And, you know, I could go through them all one by one and say, look, it's just... Chris, Chris, do you trust Lopetegui to do what needs to be done if he's back by the board in the summer? If he's back by the board in the summer. Fantastic. That's my my issue. I don't want him to do what I did with Nuno because... (laughs) I, I, I generally think the the influence of outside factors in our signings will will um, move away in the summer. I don't think we'll be doing the Mendes suite like we have done. I think you know Lopetegui, he's his own bloke. He's got his own players. We've seen some of them come come in 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 um, in, in the summer. In, we've seen him come in since he's took over. So I think I think yes, it'll be he'll be backed, and I think he'll do a good job. I don't I'm not disputing the qualities of the manager. I'm more peed off with the application of the players, superstars that we've got running out on that pitch now. How many yellow cards? How many forceful tackles did we do when that game was running away from us day yesterday? I'd have been running around that pitch, smashing people, trying to get the ball back, and we just didn't fight at all. Chris, you know, I know the game's changed. Chris, absolutely but, right. Yesterday was. A humiliating and embarrassing and disgraceful and unforgivable performance, but it's one game. One game and you know, it was bad. And we you know, you can't define the whole season on one game. It's been a terrible Dave, season. Dave, Dave, terrible just quickly. Season. Just quickly, Dave, before Jack was on, it's not just one day, one game. Yeah. Leicester at home, Leeds at home. There's lots of them. Oh, Dave. Yeah. Fair points, fair points. Fair points. It's happening all season. But what what I'm saying is that result, the six nil, is one game. That level of like collapse yeah. it, in the way we collapsed. You know, okay, we've we've had bad results against Bournemouth. They had one shot off someone's knee, went in. Leeds, that was poor. But then we've seen us knock out Liverpool three nil. We beat Tottenham one nil. We beat Brentford with a great performance. You know, we had the comeback against Everton. They fought with heart when we were one nil down with ten men against against Southampton. I didn't see a team that was not trying that day. I saw a team that fought back with ten men. This is what I'm saying. There's it's it, it there's there's inconsistencies, but we would have been relegated if there was no heart and no fight. There's teams going down. They have fought their way out, and there's a it's not great, but we've got to be patient. Um, Jack, demolition, Chris says in the summer. Is it a demolition or is it an evolution or, or a revenue? Because, you know, as Manny's pointing and a few other people point out, there's already a start. You can't change, like, the whole team in one transfer window. It takes a little while. Yeah, I think it's a changing of the guard, isn't it? I think, you know, we've, we've, got, we've got a number of players that... that... You know, have done well for us and have, have taken us, you know, in a good direction. The likes of Jimenez, the likes of Johnny Otto, you know, those kind of players where you think actually they're just not, you know, functional anymore for, for where we need to be as a football club. And so you've got to kind of move those guys on. And it's not it's not personal. It's not malicious. It's just a fact of life, isn't it? You know, the days where players will play for the same club for 10 years and get a testimony, I think are long gone. I, I think you get three years, four years maximum out of a group of players and then you have to recycle and refresh. 
it's the same with managers, isn't it? The days where where managers are going to be at a club for for decades, like Ferguson and Wenger, that's not going to happen anymore because managers have such short term targets now that a manager gets to eighteen months into his tenure and the board might go, actually, he's not doing what we wanted him to do. You know, he doesn't get three, four transfer windows to settle in. You know, some managers aren't there long enough to boil a kettle, are they? You know, and it's it's like you know they'll just move on and move on. And it's the same with players. You know, so I think we've got to kind of be realistic and we've got to kind of almost, like Chris says, we've got to kind of be really ruthless and kind of go, is this player going to help us move forward? If the answer is no, then you move them on. You know, and sometimes that's easier said than done. You know, it's not football manager where you click a button and the player moves. You know, you've got to have someone willing to buy them and the player's got to agree to the move. And and I think that's actually, I know Chris mentioned Mendes earlier. That's probably where Mendes probably going to help us this summer is getting clubs to buy the likes of Guedes and Cody and, and people like, you know, that, that, that aren't, you know, that are surplus to requirements, if you like, and actually finding someone that's going to buy them for us. So, I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting summer. I don't envy the, the, the people in charge because there's going to be a lot of really crucial decisions and it's only got to take a couple of those to go wrong and we'll be back here in 12 months' time having the same conversations and we don't want to be doing that, do we? Like when oh, we I, can't have... see, I can't see past more than eight that I'd want to keep. That's how I see it. Chris, okay, yeah. let's see here your eight. Let's see whether well, Sutton and Jack I keep Kilman, I keep Breno. Um, Dawson, I keep, but I don't see him being long term main centre half. He, he, you know, he's, he's, he ain't getting any younger. Um, and then, then you've got Gomez, Kuna. I quite like Sarabia. I'm running out of other ones still right now. You've got. Um, I don't Neves isn't going to stay, so I can't count him. Lamina, Lamina, yeah, Lamina's okay. Neto, Neto, Wang, no. Pedens, no. I can't, I can't see him. No, I think he goes. He, you know, I've been a big, big fan of his, but I think he goes missing, and he went missing quite a lot yesterday, and I just don't think he's got a fight in him. Sutty, you'll say how it is as well. Who would you keep? Who would you go next year? Just let's just fire them off, and then we'll close with the, uh, you know, then we'll close with the uh, the ratings and the the predictions. I don't know at the moment, Dave. You'd have to give me time. I'd have to look. I'd have to look at them. What they've really done? They've all been poor this season, Dave. Next week. Have a next thing. week. That's, Get that's all your homework for your next week, mate. Homework for next week. Let's have a look at who we're keeping yeah. and who we who we're going and stuff like that as well for next week. Um, so um Jack, back to you. Then we're gonna go Chris, then Sooty. Man of the match if you can pick one, and it can be a funny one if you want. Uh performance rating, highlight or moment of the day, and your prediction for Villa. Uh, man of the match, I'm, I'm going to go with Neto just because I, th- I think he's someone that I, I do like and I do think, you know, if he can get over these injuries, he's going to be an important player. And I thought it was great to see him yesterday. He had probably all of our best moments. I mean, uh, I, I was going to quickly mention, if I can, Totti Gomez, because at full time, uh, some of the players sort of got halfway towards the away end and then looked very sheepish and were about to sort of scarper down the tunnel. And it was Totti Gomez that actually made sure that everyone came over to the away end at full time. Now, for a, for a relatively inexperienced, youngish player, I think that takes a lot of, of guts that to actually stand up to your senior pros and say, you've got to go over there and you've got to let those fans know that you appreciate them. So I'm going to 
give a big shout out to, to Totti for what, that. Totti Gomez is someone that every time I've seen him, okay, he's still raw, but he always gives he always gives everything. Yeah. You know, he's enthusiastic. He wants to make it. And and listen, I think you know we're talking about what we've been discussing today. A team of Totti Gomez, you're far more prouder than a team of of, of Mateus Nunes, aren't you? For example, even though Nunes is a much better player. A team of Totti Gomez gives you absolutely everything every time. You can't complain, can you? No, you know, it's like, like we said with Ella Kobe and people like that, isn't it? Uh, performance yeah. rating, I can't give you much more than a one. I'm being really honest. I mean, we, we, we tried to, to, to play some football. It didn't work and we didn't learn from our mistakes and we did it time and time again. So, nothing to, to, to really, you know, pick out in terms of positives. Uh, highlight of the day, I'm going to go with the weather because, you know, we've had a, a really long winter. Haven't we? It seemed like it's been raining since about October, and we were sat that stood there in the away and just saying, "Okay, the football was awful, but we we're in our t-shirts and the sky was blue and, and and everything." So that's obviously that's a, that's something to look forward to the, the summer, isn't it? So yeah, I like the day of the weather, which just about says it all, doesn't it? Absolutely. And what's your Villa prediction, mate? Um, uh, nil nil. Nil nil. Chris. Um, man of the match. Well, I'd rather say people of the match, and that would be Lee's and any of the others that went down and had to sit and enjoy their way through that. Um, I'm not going to give any player a man of the match. Um, I'm not even giving a rating. I think you were very generous at 0.5. I'd have given them 0.05, Dave. I thought it was <laughs> scandalous. Um, it just highlighted a day for me. Was the referee bizarrely only giving two minutes to stop his time after 90 minutes? Because I thought it's going to be another 10, it's going to be eight or nine nil. Whether they brought on the pitch at the end, but it, it didn't It didn't happen. So I was very pleased that he, he only gave two minutes of injury time. Um, I, I've got no clue what to expect next weekend against Villa. I'm, I'm very perturbed at the way that those players went out on that pitch and performed on Saturday. I, I'm I'm worried that there's something there that the manager can't address. Mate, I'll get you. I'll get your worry. I get your concern. Um, like I say, I'm, I, we pretty much are safe. Um, I know people say it's not, but you know, I think we we're safe, but. I get your concern because when you see performances like that, it's disheartening and it's soul-destroying and you think, what's happening? But I think we've got to, you've got to obviously just take a step back and just give um, give him the summer and then let's see where we're ending up at the beginning of next year because that's when I think we'll start to really see um, what sort of team he's building. But it, again, I'll say again, and we've all come back, they dropped the ball two or three years ago and that's why we're in this position now if you don't take action and you just sit back on your laurels eventually in this division you'll get dragged into it you've you just got to continually invest and the teams that have done that like your brightons and you have to applaud them you know you know they've had a good in, they've been good off the field and on the field and that's why they are where they are and i do think that they've realized from this mistake that it was a mistake, and now they're going to try and they're trying to put it right. And I think they've they've gone all in with Lopetegui, and he will hopefully get the backing. Um, over to you for the final word on on today's uh, on yesterday and this week, mate. So, to me, uh, just quickly, Dave, 
I just want to say I've got nothing against Brighton. Saying that this is Brighton, we should be going at them. We should be going at them. Brighton are an absolute joy to watch. Fantastic football team. Brilliant football team. I'm just disgusted at how we went against them, to be honest. We should have given them a game. We didn't. We made it easy for them. Um, Performance rating. I'll give them 0.5 for putting their boots on, Dave. Same as me. Yeah. Um, Man of the match, I'll give it to the bloke that collects the cones and balls up after the warm-up. Because he did more running around than they did. Right. Um, Villa. Oh, Christ. I'd like to think that we could out Brighton out here, Dave. Yeah, yeah. A few, we've had, we had got, actually a few Brighton fans on tonight yeah. saying, can you beat Villa for us? We have got to forget this, Dave. We've, we've yeah. got to put it to one side. Now, I love Manny to bits. I don't agree with what he's saying. We haven't done anything in 43 years. We've got a few memories, but we've won. For a club our size, we've done very little. It's been poor. And we should be getting something now. If they'd have invested for three years properly, we'd be in a much better position, and maybe with a bit of silverware. Um, but there you go. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a cheeky one nil win, and it's gonna be fingernail stuff, Dave. Right? And I just want to say, Dave, the reason I've put this up: the greatest player to ever play for Wolverhampton Wanderers, played over 100 times for England, was a man called Billy Wright. Oh. And he played with heart for that crest, not that particular one, but the old one. But I've put this up here because he played for England and Wolves. And I think he's been a bit dismayed with yesterday's performance, if he could have seen it. But more so, I've put it up there to say, Vicky, we're rooting for you, girl. Keep your chin up and keep battling. Yeah, that's well said, mate. Absolutely. And uh, we echo that and send uh, all our love and best wishes, mate. Absolutely. You know, football is such an important thing, but uh, life and family and all that sort of stuff, you know, is uh, the most important thing of all, Uh, you know, so absolutely well said. Uh, If guys of you, if you were wondering what the secret word was, it was sand. It got said a few, uh, it got said a few times uh, tonight, you know, absolutely. I know we try to put a little bit of humour. I always try to play a little bit of devil's advocate with, uh, with the argument and stuff that's, you know, and stuff like that. And obviously yesterday was a bad day. You know, it was a bad day, uh, but we've got to put it into context. You know, we could be Le- we could be Southampton, we could be Everton at the moment, we could be Leeds, we could be Forest, Leicester. You know, fair play to the likes of Bournemouth. My God, they were written, written them off. I wrote them off. Fair play to them. You know, small club, big heart. They've played as a team and got themselves out of trouble. And you have to applaud it. You know, Palace have turned it around as well. You know, I think West Ham will probably get out. I think it'll probably be... um, I think Southampton are gone. They can't physically pass us with points now, can they? I think they've gone after today. Um, And then, obviously, you know, we can sit here and moan about that performance yesterday and all that. I guarantee you right now that the fans of Nottingham Forest, Leeds United, Everton and Leicester wish they had 37 points because they're going to be sweating pants, sweating right to the last day of the season. Uh, and on that note, uh, thank you. Uh, subscribe if you're new. 
if you're watching this back on playback, leave your comments. If you're listening to it on the podcast, I hope you're enjoying it wherever you're listening to it in the world. We will be back uh, with content all the way throughout the week and, of course, extra time next week. God bless you all. And from all of us here, wherever you are, always, Wolves, keep the faith. It'll be all right. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.